Howdy, everybody. Bob Tallman for No Spin Rodeo. No politics, no BS. Just hard-hitting news and rodeo commentary from two of the most trusted sources in our sport. Kendra Santos, Tommy Joe Lucia. Listen up. Here we go. Hello, Kendra. Hello, Greg. And welcome, No Spin Rodeo podcasters. We are setting in just a cool spot right above Kendra's head is Stay Smith Rodeo Company's Bronc Halter with Bad Co- Bad Company Rodeo, Powder River. We're right by the gold carpet right here in the home of the Cowboys at the South Point Hotel in Las Vegas for No Spin Rodeo, our Las Vegas edition. We're going to be here live for 10 days. How are you guys? It's, it's, been, an, it's been a night for sure. It's been a short night. And a really long night, all at the same time. So, this this is my 37th NFR on the front lines of NFR Media, and I have never seen anything like this. I I have for decades been in closed door meetings, as have you, for you know protocols for emergencies and playbooks that are four to five inches thick and this is exactly what we're going to do when we've talked about it we've rehearsed it we've done all the things and this is the first time i mean they've brought in sniffing you know bomb sniffing dogs before but this is this what's happening here this week is a first for me um our hearts and prayers and at the awards banquet last night the rodeo community which is what we love about it our hearts are pretty raw and there were a lot of tears shed, and there are immense amount of prayers coming up for those people who lost loved ones, those three people that perished. Good news, one that was critical is now in stable condition. That's good. Um, and bits and pieces come out of this. It, it was the closer you get to the reality of things, right? Um, we had crew at the pro rodeo zone there was a full rodeo crew in the thomas and mac and when you see tons unbelievable unbelievable response by the way of police officers and tactical force people coming in and people running out of the buildings with their hands up and they they yell at you right because you have to put your hands up so they know who the bad guy is and it, it was mass chaos and um chase my son and a couple of them went and they said well we don't know what to do we can't get out and i said well go park in the middle of the parking lot and watch there's a big parking lot i said just get in the middle and watch and jamie brown who works for us she jumped in her truck got in traffic because everybody was it was interesting because everybody was didn't know whether they should jump in their car because they didn't want to be in standstill traffic out in front of the thomas and mac but because we were kind of on the other side of the campus right at least at least across the way, um, all of our staff was able to get out before they did the complete lockdown of everything. And I, I just, it's heartbreaking and it's scary when it gets that close to the people you love and home. And I can't imagine if you had a child in this college. Well, so, yeah. So I think we should back up just a step, half of a step to say, 
the absolute bare bones basics that that yesterday wednesday um i don't know 30 sometimes that i've gone that day and been there where okay this is the day that it's a really pretty fun day you know after tuesday night's back number welcome reception how much fun that night is well then wednesday is when you you get your mug shot taken if you're a contestant you get your mug shot taken we take the top 15 picture which is a really cool thing to have you know as you get older in the rocking chair to remember the people that that were in it with you that year and and then you know the cowboys do their grand entry rehearsal practice whatever you want to call it horseback (laughs) and and it's a hoot and it's it's funny like this is the day that you know i've seen clay smith show up on a pony i've seen (laughs) tyler pearson show up on his appaloosa dipping dots i've seen um was it wade sendell or who showed up on a draft horse i mean or maybe cody demos one of those guys anyway it's fun it's cool it's it's before everybody gets you know puckered up for the first round and it's really cool so so you know on this day wednesday was unlike any other before because those guys are all in the midst of their practice and they're all horseback and you know there's a gunman uh, you know uh, loose on the UNLV campus and, and it went it went south pretty fast Josh Frost I yesterday I was I was here at the South Point to cover the national finals breakaway roping which apologies up front because I didn't end up getting to do that to you know it was amazing Daniel Lohman from the Navajo Nation was 1-7 twice um, wow. Sarah Angeloni was 1-7 Ended up winning the Betty Gale Cooper Award for the overall fast time, which which there were three one sevens, which is insanity. But because she was higher in the average, that was the tiebreaker. But I mean, the Danny Lowe show was here. It was I mean so cool. And then Cheyenne Guillory McCartney wins the average. Um, Shelby Boisjolais, she told me she's going to go straight. Shelby Mo- Medjid. January 1st Um, so she wins the world and it was her first and all that was so cool and it was all happening right in front of me and yet I had to switch gears when the you know when when this craziness went at Thomas and Mac to the point of now canceling tonight's opening opening night Um, so and I'll tell you what last night I, I had a flashback of Cheyenne, 1989, the day Lane Frost died in the arena, and and it was a little bit of a deja vu thing because Marty Stannert that day rides Mr. T, the first person ever to ride the unrideable Mr. T, sets a record at the Daddy, 93 points, and I really, you know, oh, and P.S., you know, that happened because because what happened right. there with Lane is in it, it's reminiscent. Yeah. of what happened here like here's this amazing the breakaway finals was absolutely awesome and yet it it everything else just like stopped the world stopped turning a little bit yeah. you know so here we are yeah greg what were you where were you at i was at the breakaway finals and oh you were at the breakaway finals? it was a it was a fabulous show and those girls really knocked that arena around and I, and so just, did they go to 10th Tenth of a second, 
No, that, the, it's yeah, they just do a tenth of a second. Why? They, Does anybody know? No if you're idea. roping something in one point seven, it makes me wonder why they don't go to. I don't hundreds. know why they don't, but from the contestant side, I like it because there's so much human error when you get into hundreds. If you don't have an electric eye, where take out that the human factor um, between uh, the f- the flag man you know, dropping the flag and the timers pressing the button on their stopwatch. To me, that's, that's, that's a double dose of human. And so to, to, to be the decider, I, I know, you know, maybe there are people who, who don't want any ties, but if I'm a contestant, yeah, that's a, that's a more fair gauge. That's valid. I guess the next step is maybe someday we don't, we, there's technology out there to make sure we have the right winner without flags. And Now, I'm not right. saying break tradition, cause that's, but those are tough choices. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. Because when you're roping that fast, right? And, and I can see, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But anyway, sorry to, sorry to distract. But So, yeah, we were, and I don't know if you guys had the amount of people reach out, but I, you know, you just get fear. My kid's there, right? And you don't have, just like every like everybody, you don't have any real information. And, um, yeah, it's uh, my kid, my staff, and you just don't know. And <laughs> it just sucks what's going on in this world, right? I mean, I just... And, 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 I, and I, there's just people with mental problems that don't get the help they need. Right. They just right. Don't get and and my understanding now is that it was a, a, a professor actually was the gunman who had been denied a job when he applied to UNLV. And that's, that's what happened here. I will say this, you know, our rodeo family, we are people first. And the one thing I, I've heard just about everything since this all went down and, and talk about not having tonight's rodeo. You know, people are mad. People have traveled here. People feel so inconvenienced and and just furious that this could stop. The show will not go on tonight. But what came to me was all the times as a rodeo mom, when I'm behind the wheel, I've got my two boys and four horses in the back. We're in the motorhome. We're stuck in just stopped traffic. It might be 115 degrees. We're in Arizona, New Mexico somewhere. And it's like, oh, this is such a drag. The horses are hot. You know, we're not, we're not going to get there in time. And then you finally creep your way up to the wreck where they're hauling. I remember seeing um, an absolutely disintegrated motorhome on the side that had burned to the ground. And you could see little kids' shoes on the side of the road. Oh, and so you go from, oh, this is such a drag. This is ruining my day. It's an inconvenience to saying... Dear God, we are okay. Um, we get to see tomorrow, and those people's children are gone. Amen. So perspective is always helpful in these situations, and we will come to a conclusion. And, and I don't know if you want to discuss those. The conclusion, there are people behind closed doors right now, Las Vegas events and the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. They have some really tough decisions to make. That It's going on at this very moment. We're talking um, you want to go first? I'm, I, I've heard a few different scenarios. 
Well, I can mention what I, so they're they're in closed doors now. You know, taking a quick step back, initially through my head. So there's a couple things that went through my head. Can you have this event with loss of life there initially, right? But how can you not have this event, right? How can you not? And at the same time, how do you do that respectfully, right? And it's, it's very, very tough, but they're, they're in closed doors. And here's what I've heard, and we'll counter it with what you've heard. I've heard that um, the city of Las Vegas prefers doing just nine rounds and refunding. The, and this is hearsay. This would not be fact. Um, and ref, refunding the first perf, which would mean an asterisk by the history books. Keeping the money the same, you know. All the money stayed the same. It would just go to nine rounds. That's what I've been told. Or would the money be split up, split up, just like basically prorated, spread out over the rounds and the average? Correct. Okay. Okay. So equally spread between the positionings, right? And or a a, adding a performance, a matinee, which I've heard for the the first Saturday. Um, I think it's the first Saturday. I would assume that if you're going to add a second performance. You would add it early, um, and and so as I that that's what that's the two things I've heard. What have you heard? And then we'll talk about kind of our our thoughts on maybe the best direction. Okay. Well, first, I'm my phone always blows to smithereens with cowboys, cowgirls sometimes, mostly cowboys. So that's mostly who I'm hearing this from. Um, I've heard a couple of scenarios on the money that were just thrown out there as possibilities. The first one I heard from, these are, these are Hall of Fame type people, um, people with a minimum, I'll say a minimum of 20 to 30 NFR qualifications type people, um, multi-generational qualifiers. One idea was give everyone split ground money to all contestants and then start with round two and finish out there. That way no one gained an advantage or disadvantage from this happening. Um, I will also say that, that the news is saying that the UNLV, UNLV campus is locked down until Saturday. So, well, and it's just, so the Thomas and Mac side has been, is open. I okay. got that officially. So that side, okay. now the, the educational side of campus um, will be locked down at least till Saturday, but they've opened up all the roads and everything on the TNM side. Thompson okay. Side. Another another uh, option that I had heard that was actually being considered that the Cowboys were having a fit over was that it was thrown out there the the possibility to consider of round two paying double. That was thrown uh, out. That's a um, terrible idea. That's yes. a terrible idea for obvious reasons. Um, what is universal, and, and, and I feel the same way, is with the Cowboys anyway, contestants, is the hope to have 10 rounds. Um, whether that would be, we've done it before, have two in a day. We, we have to, That's not without precedent. We have done that before. Or even if, if you had to, um, go to a Sunday performance but had to have 10 performances and the one thing that i will say 
that hopefully won't get me. From the Cowboys' perspective, for many years now, everybody on the inside of the world of professional rodeo knows that there's there are some people who would love to change it to where all contestants compete in the first nine rounds and then the 10th round is basically a almost like a shootout type situation five people are dropped one scenario and only 10 guys do a shootout situation in the 10th round and what the cowboys hate about it is that that makes it a drawing contest for world titles and it also minimizes um you know the the importance of the 600 rodeos in the PRCA um, that from the content from the committee side they're like well now wait a minute you know if we're Houston or San Antonio or Pendleton or Denver or whoever you are Salinas you know we matter too this is this is you know and, and so and for the contestants it's like if you I mean you know you've heard all the numbers you've heard all the talk and this is you know we won't spend much time here because but the contestants are not I'm going to quote Roy Duval. They're not for it. For obvious reasons. They're not for what? They're not for having like a 10th round determined gold buckles. I I think that's a whole. It's a whole different situation. That's a podcast topic because I guarantee you I have a little bit different take on that. Okay. Um, I, I can't see them doing that. Let me ask you this since you're the official representation of the Cowboys. Um, Would you prefer, if you were competing, or do you think they would prefer nine rounds and an asterisk in the record books? Um, Or, given the length and breadth of this event and your body, especially the rough stock guys, a doubleheader... I think that that puts that much more risk for fatigue and injury, right? You don't have 24 hours of... Now, don't get me started about the cowboy way. I don't want to hear that, and we're tough. I I get it. But what would you... If you had to pick nine, assuming... Now, the the whole money first round thing's just stupid, like if they moved all the money to the first perf. Anybody that did that's a moron. So that's probably not going to happen. But let's say whatever. However, if they did ground money, I would support that. I think that's fine. Everybody gets, you know, it's equal money for that first payout ground. That's fine. Or push it all equally into the balance so that your your competitive uh, performance pays you, right, instead of just being here. So what would you do? Would you prefer nine or uh, no. a doubleheader? No, I would prefer a doubleheader. And the fact of the matter is, as we go to, you know, not even only the major events, but for sure at the major events, it's not, you know, and, and people were like, oh, the, the girls won't want to run their barrel horses twice in a day. They do it. You know, they did it. At but that doesn't mean major it's events. right. It's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they'll do it. I, I believe they would prefer to go twice in one day which also is not without precedent. It's like they do that multiple times in the course of a year in order to have a 10-head average. Because, of course, the 10-head, the you know, maybe there's an eliminator steer in the steer wrestling, and if you only have nine rounds, maybe, you know, that, that steer has a lot more impact on the overall, on the world championship race, on the NFR race. It's like 
it's pure. We're here for 10 rounds at our Super Bowl, and I believe that's the best option. And I understand what you're saying, that it's going to impact. Some people will be inconvenienced um, with travel. I, I understand all that. What, to do Sunday? Sunday doesn't work. No, that's fine. But two, I mean, two does, on this it, first I can, Saturday, I, I think, under, is a great option. I, I can understand Sunday from the Cowboys' perspective, potentially, right? Because they drove here. But if you look at all of the all of the elements attached to the NFR, from the trade show to the vendors to the flights, right? Right. right. Um, that the, the room blocks. I agree I mean, with it, you. This just, Saturday is a better option yeah, for it, all it, reasons. It, it's a it's a mm-hmm. logistic nightmare. Even though I think right. I think from a Cowboys perspective, Sunday matinee would be great. Okay, I, I think that makes sense there. But if you if you couple all of it, that's kind of mind boggling mm-hmm. to do that. I. Also, the addition of say this Saturday, if we went if we went twice, that would prevent Las Vegas events from having to refund an entire performance of tickets. Right? That's, that's, that's correct. True. So, to me, that's that's also a win. But I love it when everybody can win. Everybody in the situation can win. And to me, the PRCA, the contestants, which I'm all about, first and foremost. Las Vegas events, it takes everybody to make this go round. But to me, everybody is made whole by doing that. And if you do it this Saturday, everybody's relatively fresh. Right. So I, I think that is the most efficient way to have 10 rounds, which I think is preferred to nine, in my opinion. Greg, do you have any thoughts on this? My opinion would be to do the early matinee on a Saturday. Uh, I feel like... You know, being early in the rounds, it wouldn't have that much effect on, you know, the athletes. And we've, we, they've done that before. And so riding other. an extra 1,800-pound bull twice doesn't have any effect on that. Well, you can, get, you can get hurt at a one-header. You can, but why push the envelope? Well, this is the NFR. This is their chance. Rerides. Guy's going to jump back on an 1,800-pound if he wants the money or not. Yeah, well... Ten shots. That's what they're here for. Okay, that's fine. But there is... The flip side of that could be... I'm, now, I'm not deadly advocating this. I'm not right. passionate about this. But this is a unique situation. It's a unique year. I would say 90% of the time, the right guys will win in nine, then ten. 90, 90% of the time. Not all the time. But mostly, it's consistency, right? It's really consistency. There are anomalies given. So I'm just saying that I don't... Here's the, here's the thing. A couple points. It'll be interesting to me to see how the administration, all of it, not just the PRCA, but do they survey the athletes at the end? I'm interested in seeing. Did they... Did they do a formal survey? I hope they do. I hope they do. With here's here, We've narrowed it down to two or three options. What's your preference? Now, I don't know that given everything that's involved, that that can be the deciding factor, but it should be strong in the decision. Yes. Not relying on the event reps, which I understand the process, right? Or but whatever's have, the best way to not lose money. 
Yeah. Well, exactly. It, you know, money but, drives everything. But, but for many, many, many years, until very recently, there was, as you know, a contestant meeting held at the back side of the Thomas and Mac. This might be time to bring that back. I understand why it was stopped, but get everybody in a room for an hour. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I, so I get it, but those turn into disasters. Here's the deal. The technology is there, right? To put this in the palm of that competitor's hand and let them sit on the side of their trailer and figure out what's best for them and vote. Yeah. Instead of, you guys know, you get into a room with all those contestants and the ones that probably are thinking about it the most won't say anything, right? And the ones that are just, no offense, but they like to talk and think they know everything are going to control the yep. meeting. I think you should survey them. I think you, they should get And no, certainly, I mean, that'd be wonderful to do that because this is the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association and they should have a voice. Um, but again, like if you don't have the 10 rounds, I mean, which, you know, the eliminator pin comes into factor, you know, the TV pin, you know, for, okay, I'll say like in the timed events, I I guess I'm not 100% if this is true in the rough stack events. There's one set of calves and steers that goes four times. The contestants vote on those. If you have nine rounds, you're going to have you're going to have each each pin go three times and not a fourth time. Well, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it does take out the idea of spreading it out over 10 rounds and the gamesmanship and strategy and the you know all of it. It's different. We hate different. You, the if, old if heads. Different is better. I would say it's you're cool. you you kind of fit in the legends category. Different and change. We don't like as a whole. If it's better, I'm okay with it though. I don't close my eyes and the door to you to improvement. Pro- you haven't proven to me today that. I guess I I am not able to say Kendra. Ten, is that much? Here's the thing. Everybody competes on the same ground, at the same time, same everything. So, same draws if they're doing 9 or 10. So, in theory, in theory, based on... And we, there's so many anomalies in our sport. I'll say this. I think they should do a double... I w- here's what I would do. I would do the double header on the first set. I, I would, too. For the record. We agree. Yeah. But I don't think the 9 is... Bad. Beyond reason. And there probably are things that our little group here in the corner at South Point hasn't even uh, Absolutely. Yes. There are always things that we don't all know about. And I would love to see a little bit of transparency when it's possible when, when, they, when they release this information. I know you can't tell all about everything, but just so that people understand. The facts are usually actually in the favor of the people releasing the information. I mean, this is why we came to this conclusion um, fair enough. I will also say on the money, if they do determine that nine rounds is the way to go, rather than the top-loaded round two um, I, I, or ground money even, I would strongly prefer to take the $11.5 million, the part of it that, that goes to the contestants, and split it up evenly between, if it were to be nine rounds and the average, to have it impact the nine rounds and the average evenly, yep. that yes. that would be the most fair way to, that I could see dispersing of the entire pot of money here. Also, 
what is it not with the stock contractors that they get they get paid per out? Yeah, they should get paid. Period. Okay. They brought their animal. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I mean, yep. they brought their animal. Their animal was there to compete. Right. That you know, and and they all they I think there are bonuses and buckles, right? So taking a round away in that situation really impacts the stock contractor. Right. So I, I ten can rounds see that. seems like seems like the right the best answer. thing to do here. Now back to you said something about transparency. I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I'm not convinced that the powers that be are as non-transparent as they are non-efficient in communicating. Because isn't it interesting that we will all know what's going on right here in South Point somewhere in a corner before it's released? So that makes you wonder, is it a transparency issue in, in a lot of these cases, Kendra, or is it a... Com- is it a communication issue, right? How are they getting... It's a communication issue that makes you look like you're not transparent, Correct. which makes you look like you're hiding something, when in fact, laying the facts on the table like we did with the team roping NFR qualifier discrepancy, A, B, C, here are the facts, here's where we're at, and then we had a complete overturn. Okay, here are the facts as we know them today. But those facts, they are the facts. They are the facts. They are the facts. And to keep them under wraps, it doesn't, you're not doing yourself a favor. I mean, it'd be one thing if they were doing things, you know, below the table that were slimy or unethical or against the rule book or something. Well, I can see you don't want that out there, but that's not the case. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, you're, you hit it on the head. I think that their lack of efficient communication in a in an efficient fa- pattern causes you to it, it's like the person that pleads the fifth and you plead the fifth you're guilty right i mean if it, it, they, they should learn like that's a you're you're a journalist that's you do that i don't care how right. it, and your at attorney least makes says, you look really guilty yeah and usually sometimes it's the right thing to do right. because words get turned around but that's why you have to have an effective communication staff, that people that understand how to communicate, people that know what to say so it can't be distorted. And I like what Hambone Hilton said at the awards banquet last night. You know, it's true. In our sport, we have the problem. It feels like the biggest group of experts that are not actually having blood in the game. And I'm even talking about, you know, all of them right. from the from the. I don't know, the saddle horse director, right? I mean, you know, and and so, um, but I think I just want to, I do believe, I feel like this administration isn't, is more transparent than past, but terrible at communicating. That's what I think. I do think they're more transparent. It feels like to me. Now that, you know. I think they do. Yes, and and this administration has been very fair and forthcoming with us. Yes, um, yes. which is absolutely appreciated. And I just um, again, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association, at minimum, you know, the people that the PRCA is there to serve, which is the contestants and the stock contractors and the sponsors and the committees and. I mean, it, open communication, every chance you get, is the right play. 
Yeah. Because people are working really hard to do the right thing. Yeah. So, you know, and no one gets it right 100% of the time. Nobody's perfect. None of us is perfect. But if you're trying really hard and you say, this is why we're doing this like this, that's, that's like the best you can do. Well, the other thing I would challenge, so we just challenge those people that are being critical but don't. But if you're in the middle of the game, okay, if you're in it and you have blood in it, you need to think about the overall good of the whole, not just yourself, not right. just your group of team ropers, your group of bull riders. Think as a community here because there are fans that have came out here there are sponsors that are spending millions of dollars to support you and the industry so for a change right we understand you should voice what's best for you but support what's best for the whole for the sport and and if we all support what's best for the sport ultimately it's best for all of us amen yes i agree well on a brighter side so, again, we're heartbroken, and there's lots of things. I mean, the last 24 hours has been – I mean, this is – this. here's the interesting thing. This is, impacts everything. We were talking about Anthony Lucia's show at the convention center at 1030 in the morning. Well, if they have a matinee on Saturday, he's not going to be able to do that. I mean, so th- right. this thing hits I, dominoes right yes. down the line. And I'm helping to produce a show, Rodeo Deep Dive Daily, that's live on the Cowboy Channel from 130 to 2 – and same, if there's a Saturday matinee, then that show's not happening. So we've worked, you know, for months to get this all together and, and have these really cool shows. And But again, for the greater good, the greater good is to the show goes on and we have 10 rounds. I would ask that the fans, supporters be understanding of a very unique and heartbreaking situation. <clears throat> be thankful that you're safe. Um, but we had, we did kick off the week before yesterday with a lot of fun stuff. Uh, if you haven't ever come to the NFR in advance, I mean, I don't know what time, when did you get here? Monday. So Greg and I got here Saturday. Yep. So we're here for three weeks. If you've never came in advance, Kendra, there's a lot going on before that first perf and it's some pretty fun stuff. It's, it's awesome. And, and, you know, Monday night. The, the legend of Pro Radio, the gala, that's the Pro Radio Hall of Fame. Cool. Tuesday night, what's not to love about the welcome reception and back numbers, mm-hmm. which major kudos to you. Um, and you, your well, idea. I cornered yes. you like a cockroach on this, <laughs> on this show on behalf right of the, the wives, the husbands, the mothers who who in the last few years because that is such a roaring success that night they were you know the block put in the in the in the back they couldn't see their guys step up on stage and get their you know well, the, back numbers and stuff the boss of the prca just walked by so he's obviously not in a closed door meeting well that is so, interesting right that is so interesting. Tom Glouse just walked a wave by. of tom glass right waved now at us. hi tom uh-huh. bye tom um so Okay, well, there's maybe that. They've but de- it, maybe they've decided. Maybe they've decided, but but again, they haven't put it out yet. No, nope, that's but our anyway, point. <laughs> um, but but <laughs> sincere thanks because I heard from some of the wives and husbands, Garrett Tanazi, for example. Um, they said it was it was a it was a beautiful, appreciated, and and again, the right thing to do, 
And I know as the producer of that event, you made it happen, but but those those wives had gone to who they thought were the right people months ago and begged for it and they got ghosted. Again to the communication. So so here for just bringing this out above the table and and you made that happen and they said it was it was glorious and and it was you could even see when i watched the replay of the uh, on the cowboy channel it was a beautiful thing yep. and and it was done in a in a professional manner but but they those women got to be there i'll i'll use you know alexis kimsey as an example um steel sage got to take steel up on the stage or um who another one? Uh, Tough Cooper got to take Little True Fashion up on the stage, and Tiffany and Alexis got to be front and center. They got to high five their cowboys. They got to video their cowboys. That's priceless treasure footage for the rest of the time for their family. They got to be a part of it as it should be, and it was done in an orderly, professional fashion. And you made it happen. It all happened right here well, on No Spin and, Rodeo, uh, uh, and it's appreciated. It, Thank in you. fairness to everybody fantastic idea it's almost like bottle water why hasn't somebody thought of that you brought it up i did push the note a little bit push it a little bit but in fairness the prca and steve knowles quickly agreed to it and they quickly organized it which i was most worried about so we had a because that was the hard part is make sure that you organize it so that you don't leave somebody out or you don't do this wrong and it was done right and i looked down from my front of house position and to see significant others some of them crying some of them smiling all of them with a cell phone um to see those i just love it when they bring their kids up there like like zeke did you see zeke's little man like you know we should have interviewed him right Right. then i mean he he rode right there right in front of everybody through his hat and everything i mean that's that so that's tv gold right yes and that's and that's you know it's a long, hard road to get here, and that's these guys' night. And it's also, there's a couple days left before typical opening round, which is delayed one day this year, but still, Tuesday night, those guys cut loose, and they have fun. And if, if they're going to have a hangover, they're going to have it Wednesday that's morning right. before NFR Well, they go from us practice. to Rodeo Vegas, right? Well, a lot of them. But, but, I mean, that's the night they get to just exhale, let their hair down, cut loose, have fun with their family and friends, and that was an just a little extra element that may meant a lot to people who who really matter. So well, thank good. you. Congratulations to all of them, and thank you, and thank everybody that made it happen. And now we've created something that I believe will not go away, and it's a good thing. So fantastic job, well done, lady. Fantastic. All right. And so the back number was was fantastic, and then um, highlights for me in the back number. We've touched on most of them. Um, it was uh it's just it's just cool that the athletes in that moment i believe feel like athletes they feel right they've worked hard to get there and it's their their time to stand up there and whether they admit it or not get recognized for unbelievable amount of effort to get in that top 15 so it's a huge spotlight and it's it's a well-deserved well-earned it's like putting our best foot forward as as rodeo people it's it's super cool and then fast forward to last night's uh prca awards banquet 
I had two favorite moments. Yeah, the guy, the guy producing it's not supposed to tear up. <laughs> okay, well, so so in order, I'll I'll go. I thought I thought the first time that that I I thought it was so cool for the dress act of the year when they brought up all the nominees. Here comes Bobby Kerr. It looked like a Confederate army. Yeah. It was so awesome. He Bobby Kerr is hobbled up there in an air cast, and Haley Proctor was one-legged. And to me, it was like, well, you look at this. Just because they make it look so easy does not mean it is. And they put in the blood, the guts, the beer, and all of it, along with the contestants. That was, that, you know, congratulations, Bobby Kerr. But all those people on that stage in every category have devoted their lives to this sport. That was super cool. The, the absolute cherry on top last night for me which I had, because of everything that happened yesterday, I had to retreat to the hotel room and watch it here at the South Point on the television in my hotel room while I cranked on a deadline. But when the announcer of the year candidates, nominees were on the stage, when they announce Anthony Lucia's name, I stop what I'm doing. When they play the song, I'm going to be somebody someday. I stop and I just start crying. I am not a crybaby. <laughs> I was raised with the He Wolves and by the He Wolves, and I'm I can hang with the Cowboys. Uh, tears start rolling down my face because I realize what this means to your family. You're producing this event. This is your baby brother. He's looking up at your dad. Hi, Tony. Um, in heaven. Yep. You're playing this song. I'm blubbering just because rodeo family is everything to me. And I realize you're playing this song for your little brother. And you guys are both like, here we are, Dad. Yeah, it was Benji. Benji Bentley did the music. I looked over and he, he nailed it. And um, I, I would have been fine. Well, I was shocked. Okay, I'll be honest. I, I was shocked that he won it, not because he deserves it or not. But typically in our sport, you usually sometimes get awarded based on longevity, right? Not necessarily work effort in some cases. Not always, but in some cases. And just like every sport, there's politics involved. And so I, I, I intentionally, when I started producing this, they said, we're going to send you the list of winners. I said, no, 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 no. Well, don't you need them? No. And what we, we made a couple of changes. I said, you put the list of winners in an envelope and it doesn't get open because there used to be a lot of drama around the awards because it got out early who won. And then the nominees wouldn't show up. And there's still drama about that. I get nominees all the time that says, we don't want to go on the stage. Well, then don't go on the stage. But maybe you, if you're in the top five, you should go up there and yes. be proud. And you shouldn't be a little bitch if you, don't, if you didn't win, right? Just go up there and... And you are top five. You need to be proud of that moment. And so they're envelopes. So everybody texts me. They call me. Hey, I need to know. Should I buy a ticket? And I can, without lying, say I don't know. So the truth is, I did not know. And I'm sitting there and I'm, uh, I'm scrolling through our 
timeline for cute for the next cue and i heard it and i just paw i paused and i was in shock and i think i said something i shouldn't have and i sat there for a minute and i was good and i was like wow that's fantastic because they it's all a work big hard deal. But anthony works really really hard but then anthony refers to when dad so this is an interesting story so there was a time in our family life where dad and I, imagine that, didn't see eye to eye. And it was about seven years where collectively we decided we just weren't going to talk to each other. Um, and Anthony was with dad, because if you know how the Lucia clan works, he was still on Noah's Ark. And um, so Anthony calls me that year and says, I bought you a ticket to the awards banquet. And I said, okay, I thank you, but I don't. I got a lot going on. He said, just come to the awards banquet because Binion Servi had told him, make sure your family's at the awards banquet. So I reluctantly came because, as you can imagine, two Lucias, me and dad tying up isn't a good thing. So I reluctantly came. And when Anthony mentioned the story, because I can remember it crystal clear, I'm sitting by Anthony. We're sitting there. And when dad said... This is all great, but what matters to me is my kids. And he means all of them. In his acceptance speech for which award? Specialty Act of the Year. Specialty Act of the Year. The first out of three that he won. Was that for In His Glory or The Monkey? I think it was In His Glory, I think. Um, And he pointed down to us. And Dad wasn't really great about giving credit, but he knew that we were the ones building the sheep trailers taking the dogs, washing them. I mean, we worked hard, right? And we were proud of it. And um, that was a special moment. And when Anthony said it, it just all came back. Because the room was changed. I changed the room when I started producing it. The stage in, Greg, where you guys are all producing back there, that was the stage. And then it was a really long room. So you would be, like, you could be seven miles away from the stage. Like, you didn't even feel like you were in the same game. And I can remember the lights. I can remember dad. I can remember him tearing up. I can remember Anthony. Listen, Anthony has two fire hydrants in each of his eyes. He's got his emotions come out right now. Yeah. Like, and I'm a little slower at that. And uh, I remembered that exact moment. That's when I broke down was when he said that and collected myself. And But little things, him, him. With his hand around Bob Tolman going up the steps. So now I'm going to cry because of Tolman. Bob Tolman is the amount of respect that I have for Tolman. Probably because I've known him since he was a baby. Him going up those steps with Anthony, right? You're talking about legend. Legend in a making. Together. An immense amount of mutual respect, right? Him helping him up, Tallman taking his hat off. And you know what's so cool about our sport is when you look over at Tallman, he, he and, and all of them, they're legitimately, right? They're happy. Well, what's, and, and one of the things that makes our sport like none other and cooler than any other is the fact that it doesn't matter if you're a bull rider, a bulldogger, or a radio announcer, nobody... Nobody holds anything back. And so we're, we are a may the best man win sport. And so to, 
Tolman hasn't held back advice and ideas that of, of how Lucia Anthony could could be better and do better and just keep raising the bar so it's almost so it's like when 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 one of us wins we all win because say for example Tolman he had a lot to do with it the other day when I was at the induction ceremony in Oklahoma City Rob Smets appears out of nowhere when Skipper Voss is going to go up on the stage and and Skipper struggled a little bit when he was on the stage well guess what Rob saw that because Skipper's had a lot of concussions. Right. Rob saw that. He went up on that stage. He took a chair up there, and he showed people spur of the moment, impromptu. No one asked him to do it, but he saved the day for Skipper Voss, one of his mentors, by showing us with a chair the step-through move that Skipper Voss taught Rob before Rob went on to be one <laughs> of the goats of the bullfighting game. And it, it was the most... It gives me chills right now to think of it. It was the most heartwarming uh, display of exactly what we saw with Bob Tallman and Anthony last night. Yeah. It's the same thing. And it's so cool. And I can also relate to what your dad said the other day at the Cowgirl Hall of Fame. You know, I, okay, about my career. It's the greatest thing in the world. I, I've been the luckiest person ev of all time to love what I do so much. But my sons, Lane and Taylor, are the absolute joys of my life and nothing in my work life is even in the same galaxy so for your dad to say yeah. what exactly did he say he said this is great but um it's 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 all about my boys down there right and uh yeah but you're right and you're, you in turn feel that way about your boys and absolutely. your grands but you know people talk about we know in this sport, and if you're if you're a listener and you're not, you're just now starting to learn about rodeo. There's a secret sauce, which Greg could probably comment on this because he was he came in from rodeo outside. There's a there is a connection. There's a there's a compassion and connection of our rodeo family. That's like Greg behind the shoots, like. You know, it's different. I mean, it, 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 you've been to a lot of different sporting events. Is it, isn't it different? We're different. The, the, the amazing thing about the rodeo is you work with all these different people all year long, and you come to one spot, and they're all there. And you can't walk through a hotel. You can't go through a casino. You can't be here without running into somebody that you've worked with. And it's, it's like the camaraderie is just amazing. And I don't feel that in any other, any of the other industries. I mean, we there is people that you work with often, and you see them on the job. But there's no one place you go where you're not, you're not necessarily working together, and you can have that interaction without a job being on top of it. And you know the access. There's a there's a kid named Logan, who he flew into town yesterday from where he lives in New York City. He's here to do social media for Teton Ridge. This is literally, the NFR is his first rodeo. And I said, what you are going to love, he came from Barstool Sports, what you're going to be blown away by is the access to the athletes in our sport. It is like none other. You will not believe it when we... You know, I can shoot a text or call a cowboy 
and he will run out of the locker room and come talk well, to you. Well, hold that's on. That's because of the incredible reputation and respect that you've cultivated with generations of athletes. In fairness, not everybody has the access you have, but it's because of trust. So depending on, I don't know this slogan, but there is more access than any other sport. But in fairness and credit to you, these guys trust you to the point of, so you you have thank you, you. you it's just true but that's a cultivation and that's never you've never um not done the right thing and 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 honestly and and so i agree with you there's more access than normal you can walk in this hotel and run into a world champion right which you can't do that necessarily everywhere um and they'll probably talk to you but the in fairness to you what you've done to develop relationships and I'm talking about you know Trevor they'll call Trevor and he'll say Kendra 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 there's a reason right and you're talking about a very protected credible individual that Trevor's really pretty shy really he doesn't you know and so hats off to you and again we're not very good at patting each other on the back it sounds like we're doing it today um, and I don't but that's the truth so he he's gonna have to Thanks. earn that access that you have. Well, anyway, thank you. So we're we're. I know you've got to run. It's ten forty eight. But there's a handful of things. Is there some? Is there any other kind of highlight news things? Should we shout out breakaway? Any of that that we should cover before we we probably need this went longer than I thought, which would probably be every day. And I know we both got commitments, so we better. Well, and my next commitment is to run to the uh, Cowboy Christmas, and we just did a late. A very late-breaking um, pivot last night with everything else. Um, today's show was supposed to be Casey Field and Shadfield, called Field of Dreams, and and uh, but you know what? Um, we're very we're flexible like Gumby because we're we're doing a pivot because Casey's snowbound and won't be here today, and so we're pivoting to the first ever How NFR. How could Casey be snowbound? He's sponsored by Polaris. Don't they have a machine? <laughs> Come on, come on, Casey. I'm not going to sweat get on because I love get it. Get on your Polaris so, and get down here. Anyway, so we are going to do a pivot, and and I'm lucking out that um, Shad is going to come represent their father. 1985, when we moved this this rodeo to, to Cowboy Town, Louis Phil was the king, won the bareback riding, won the all-around world titles, and um, I'm off to herd a few cats of other world champions from 1985 when we first got here and so far it's looking like joe beaver's gonna leave the wpra luncheon which he's emceeing in time to skid in when we go live at 1:30. and um oat berry is gonna join us and i'm i'm my next move is to run through the coronado cafe and see if i can spot brad germanson because i'd love to r- round it out with another of the world champs from that year well really quick on chad mayfield we just moved to lipan chad field Sh- Oh, Field. That's who I'm talking about. But who do you, did you say Mayfield's on the show today? No, Shad Field. Shad Field is. Okay, well, I, I, so, but on Shad Mayfield, we're a new neighbor of his. I thought this was really interesting. So I'm coming home every night and he's got his arena lights on. We live now. I don't even know if he knows it, but I, our house is, I don't know, a quarter of a mile from his. But they got a fire, the calves loaded, set of arena lights on every night at 10 o'clock. 
he's out there pre pre NFR for I don't know if it was weeks, right? Roping, right? You saw I saw a fire there, and I just thought the a lens here, right, from a distance, right, in the in the middle of North Central Texas preparing for his goal so side note but the shad threw me a little bit i know and, and i know right where he lives so I, so now i'll have a clue kind of where I, you live you can walk from his house and if our bronc rider jeff switzer lives nearby which was why i was in that neighborhood well now you got a place, place to stay if you want that's you got, awesome you got rooms so anyway well thank you any top line other things that we didn't cover that fans that aren't here need i think to know? the next thing we all need to to keep our eyes out for what's what's coming next um Yep. here and and what the play will be whether whether that means round one is friday night and we i'm just still hopeful that we will manage a way to have 10 rounds here i would i agree so thank you all thank you no spinners for joining us thanks everybody that stopped by and said hi here at the amazing south point hotel we're by the gold carpet right across from the coronado by the way i had the nebraska benedict in there which is a steak filet benedict probably the I love everything about that place, but that was like, try it. Oh my God. Great. Great. Thank you, Mr. Grownie. Thank you all for being with us today. Thank you, Kendra and Greg. On behalf of all of us, again, our hearts, prayers, and condolences to the pain um, of the UNLV campus. And um, we support you. We are praying for you. Uh, God bless all of you. Kiss the ones you love. And we will be here for nine more times, which is a lot for us. Uh, Thank you, Greg, for putting us all together. Uh, From us to you, have a safe day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning.